0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, tonight it's just Angelo. Uh, Austin is on vacation. Technically, Angelo is also on vacation. Um, And hilariously, I was supposed to be on vacation, but I ended up canceling my vacation because some stuff came up at work, and I'm here now. Um, but just funny coincidence, cause that wasn't planned for all of us to be on vacation at the same time, but apparently we all put in for it at the same time. Um, but he's, Austin's actually out of town. Angelo came back, what, two days, yesterday?
1: I think you, no, I came back, um, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon.
0: Okay. Yeah. My days are blending together. I'm still, if you listened last week, Austin and I were sick, I'm still coughing, so if you hear me randomly stop talking and pausing for a minute, that's that's because I'm having a coughing fit, and I apologize. But, we were going to have a guest host tonight, but it just, it, it didn't line up to just kind of fill the void of Austin, since he is, you know, a third of our talking power here. Um, that, said, tonight is going to be a fairly short episode. Um It's not necessarily that there's not a lot going on because preseason did kick off today. It's just we're kind of game planning for the season kickoff because we are now 20 days away from the regular season. So we are only, what is that, two episodes, three episodes away from being actually able to talk about NBA regular season basketball. I'm excited about that. I had a whole plan for tonight, and I forgot that Austin was on vacation because we were going to do... Spoiler alert! We were going to do way too early predictions for awards for next season, um, but we're gonna do that next week because I don't want to do that without Austin being here. I don't think that's fair to him because that's something that he actually enjoys. Uh, So we're really just gonna talk about news and preseason. Before we do that, we'll do the question of the day, and since today is going to be a fairly short episode, I'm going to um, ask a stupid question because it it just came across my Facebook feed and it's the dumbest thing i've ever read so i'm gonna ask you would you rather eat fruits or vegetables
2: fruits Fruits. all
0: day same absolutely same fruits are sweeter it's like healthy candy
1: pretty much yeah now like
0: just to be devil's advocate because we're both in agreement that fruits are the superior healthy food here if you were to eat vegetables which would they be because for me like i i really do like brussels sprouts i like asparagus like Carrots,
1: brussels sprouts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really, you can't go wrong whether you pick fruits or vegetables, but fruits is the right answer. Fruits is the right answer. Fruits is the right answer, but, like, is it? though? Like, it it Mm -hmm. is. But, like, would you rather have a kiwano or broccoli? Kiwano tastes, it doesn't taste, like, it has the texture of snot. I don't know. Um. So preseason tipped off today. By the time this episode comes out, which will be Sunday, we will have a second round of games, which this weekend, so Saturday is the second round of the Abu Dhabi games, which is still going to be the Timberwolves versus the Mavericks. Timberwolves won today. We'll get into that in a second. Which means and I then... predicted that correctly. I don't know if the Lakers and Warriors play in Abu Dhabi or if they're kicking off the Canada series, Mm -hmm. Um, but they also play on Saturday. So those are the two games lined up for Saturday. So when this episode comes out Sunday morning, if you're listening to this, you'll have had three games to have watched into preseason basketball. And like some people, like preseason it it doesn't matter, right? Unless my oh. team wins and then it's the foundation on which we're going to build the championship on, right? Um Not even I bad. do think I do think there is value to preseason games. I don't think I it's don't. No, let me finish. I don't think it's like telling of how a season's going to go, right? Because it's it's irrelevant. It's a preseason game. Luka Doncic just dropped 25 points in 17 minutes. Yeah, Luka can do that, but it, it, it's preseason for me. Like what I'm saying, I think preseason is telling is kind of how a culture of a team is forming, um in terms of rookie development, young players that didn't get a lot of playing time last year, and this is their chance to kind of show their synergy with their teammates. So, do I, I think? think... Go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I I talked enough. Go
1: ahead. I think for rookies, yeah, it's way more important because. You're getting your first taste of NBA game flow, but at the same time, and I I do this with the NFL, it's preseason matters in the sense that you need a a way for players to get into game shape before actually starting real games to help avoid injuries as much as possible.
0: Right. Yeah, I that's it, the it,
1: relevancy
0: to me. Conditioning is very important for preseason. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it sets a pace for how that season's going to go, because a rookie no. or a young player, not necessarily a rookie, but a player that maybe that's their sophomore season, they're going to get reps at NBA speed and maybe even usage rate that they're not going to get during the regular season. And you can kind of gauge how the player has developed versus last year.
2: Based on preseason. I don't think it's telling or indicative of what they're going to do next year
0: or whether or not those growths are going to translate, but I do think it, there is, there is value to watching preseason, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like I don't think it's the be-all, end-all. I don't think it's important. I don't think it matters, but I think there is value to it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's um, about that's my stance on it too.
0: So before we get into preseason, because that's really going to be the bulk of the episode. Um, sorry, I'm having like massive coughing fits right now. Um, a little bit of NBA news just around the league, and we'll touch on all of it. Just again, fill the time here, hit the algorithm. Uh, so Joel Embiid has committed to playing for Team USA in the Olympics next year. I, that's a big win for Team USA. Um, he had citizenship, from what I understand, to play for either Team USA, Cameroon, or France. I think Jason Tatum also committed to Team USA, so it's looking like Team USA is actually going to have...
1: Their revenge towards Zombies. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be redeemed Team 2.0, um, at least on paper, because like we have seen historically worst teams in those international settings win those games against those much better teams, but, you know, it is what it is. This Um, is
1: America. We always have that thing where, you know, after we don't win it, we have to flex our muscle and be like, this is
2: America, and we got to showcase our dominance, basically. And I mean, the game's gone global, and
0: I don't think it's necessarily a given that USA will win gold, even if all of the star power commits, because there are incredibly talented people from all over the world now. So we'll see. I'm excited to have star players finally committing to playing for Team USA again, but again, I don't really care about international basketball as much as I should. As a fan of the sport, um, it all kind of feels like glorified all-star games to me. Um, next, uh, Joe Lacob. He's the owner of the Golden State Warriors. I don't know if you saw that, but they just he just bought an expansion team into the WNBA. It's going to be kept in the Bay Area. Um, Interesting. Like the okay, so the WNBA is kind of a joke, right? Like we, yes. it, it's the butt of uh-huh. jokes. But if you look at their profit margins over the last three years, four years, it, it's growing. Like there is growth there, there is value there. Hopefully, it keeps up because I think those players should be paid more.
2: They have but to get. The they, it has to,
0: to yeah, it has to get the, get the, the revenue, but. It looks like they're going to be getting there, like slowly but surely. The revenue of the WNBA is growing. Joking aside, it's growing. There's no arguing that. Anyone that's still arguing that at this point is they—they probably need to go outside. But right, um,
2: that's that's yeah.
0: I am. I feel like we needed another WNBA team on the East Coast or in the Midwest, so it's just kind of. Depressing that we have yet another team going to a western city that didn't really need one, but
1: I think it's more or less for revenue because you want to go where the money is, and generally speaking, the California is like a top ten area to be in, regardless of location. Like it's a top ten GDP just by itself in the world.
0: Like any team that's associated with the Warriors for at least the next five years is going to sell tickets, right? Yeah, because they're probably, as of right now, because of Stephen Curry, one of the one of the if not the largest fan bases in the lower forty-eight. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Toronto has a larger reach because it's the only team in canada and so all of canada's kind of behind them but i feel like right behind that's probably the golden state warriors i think steph curry was still the number one jersey last year um so
1: surprise that's kind of surprising honestly
0: it's really not like that's kind of that's what we were talking about last week though like on the episode like steph curry
2: transcended the game Like, we had a whole argument about it just a week ago today.
0: So why is it surprising to you? Because this is someone like... He's not Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan's a good example here. People buy Jordans. They buy Forces, specifically.
1: I guess that's true.
0: Because of the I, person.
1: I don't know. I guess I, if the international game is as strong as you... Say it is, then Luka or Jokic should have it. That's, That's
2: just how I feel. But at the same time, like, how are they going to... Like, I love Luka. I love Jokic. Like, I love both of their games. But
0: their games are simple. Their games are not necessarily the most athletic. Even though Luka did hit that. I don't know if you've seen highlights from today's game or not. Um, there was a ridiculous and-one play where Luca basically was, like, falling flat on his
2: back, put it up, and got the and-one. It was incredibly talented, to say the least. But nothing that either of them do is breaking the wheel,
0: right? Like, everything Jokic is doing, Arvidas Sabonis did. Um... I'm trying to think of another big... To an extent, Andre Bargnani did it. Like, it's not necessarily game-breaking or game-changing. It's a skilled big, right? Luca is... He's an anomaly, but he's still just a point forward. Like, there's nothing revolutionary about it. Steph Curry. I have a
1: question for you, because I saw yeah. something about this earlier. It was... um. In one of the uh, media scrums leading up to the preseason, mm-hmm. um, Jokic said something along the lines of he hasn't picked up a basketball in the last four months.
2: I and, like... Oh, go. sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead, continue.
1: And um, some people were implying that when AD did something similar, we chastised and crucified him for, so why isn't... Yokic getting that same treatment.
0: Um I don't know, in a similar didn't...
1: situation. So if they had just won the title.
0: I think it's just differences in how we view their players. Like I think they both should be treated the same. I think that they both should be chastised for not taking the game seriously, but at the same time, like this is who Jokic is. Like we've known that forever. He doesn't like basketball. It's a paycheck, right? Um, whereas AD, like, generational talent, first overall pick, like, it's different. Um, should it be? No, but th- that's why it's viewed different, I guess. So
1: I didn't chastise AD at the time for it, and I'm not going to chastise Jokic, but I do think we should have... a consistent standard as far as what we expect especially considering like they're both top end players for their team
0: I think there's also like there's (laughs) there's this feeling amongst people and I'm one of them that like at any moment Jokic could just be like you know what I don't want to do this anymore I'm going to go raise horses like and just be done with basketball walk away and we never hear from him again whereas AD he's going to be back next year and the year after and the year after. And so I I again I I think we should hold them both to the same standards, but there is a reasoning why everyone's just kind of like, "Oh, well, that's just Jokic. He doesn't want to be here."
2: Huh. Um other NBA news. Sorry, I scrolled too far. Uh
0: Mr. Key Loyalty Damian Lillard you Discard. know what Lillard did? Did you hear what Lillard did?
1: What did Lillard Lillard do? No. Hit, hit no
0: a, a week after leaving the Portland Trailblazers, who he said he was going to spend his whole career with, remember that? No. No, he did. Do you remember that? No. He had no. a song about it.
1: Oh yeah, that yeah, I
0: remember. Yeah, that. yeah, he he was full blown like he was committed. He was gonna ride for the brand. <laughs> Live a blazer, die a blazer. Remember that? Yep. Mister Loyalty.
1: Mr. Loyalty.
0: I uh, filed for divorce from his wife this morning. Interesting. I. It's in my notes. That's there. There's really nothing there. Um, there's yeah.
1: You're you're making you're making nothing. Bigger. That that
0: sure.
2: that's just a poking Angelo thing. Uh, Jimmy Butler showed up to media day. Uh, changed I man, what I was changed man.
0: I look, what I was... he's doing it, he's doing it for attention and like to be talked about. Like, it's not a serious thing. I like, as someone that does not like Jimmy Butler, I found it hilarious. Like, I, I like my respect for Butler grew from that.
1: He did it last season. This isn't anything no, new. No, for...
0: he does it every year. But this year, the like, the reason he did it, he showed up to Media Day after Dame gets traded somewhere else and Drew Holiday gets traded somewhere else. Emo. Like, he read The Room and went with it. And when he was walking to the stage, did you hear what he said? No. Don't make me break character right now. He was <laughs> committed to the bit. And then, like, bam... Like, when they were doing the team pictures... I saw the, the BAM d- like,
1: during the photo shoot. With he was
0: cracking up. crying. <laughs> like, that's going to be his 2K photo. Like, once they do the roster updates for the opening night, Jimmy Butler with emo hair, snakebite piercings, like, that's his 2K picture for the rest of the year.
2: I'm I all love for it. it. I'm, I'm all for it. for it.
0: And then, like, mid-January, we're going to have completely forgot about it. Yep. And then he's going to have a stat line pop up, and it's going to pop up that picture. And he's going to be back to normal Jimmy, like his normal hairstyle, like facial piercings gone, whatever. And it's going to pop up with the freaking Hawthorne Heights
2: home over. I'm here for it because TNT has to show it. Um, I did Jimmy like gets it. Huh?
0: Jimmy gets it he is he i don't want to call him a troll but the reason he does it is to get a
2: reaction from the media yep and i i respect it i yeah i, I hey you know that's part of being jimmy like
1: and it's even better because no one's like, even th- this year, it's even worse than last year, where, like, if Miami but, makes the playoffs, we'll be shocked. Let's be real.
0: I I was shocked that Miami made the playoffs last year.
1: Right, but it'll be even worse because the East got even better.
2: Oh, yeah. That's fair. That,
1: that's the East point. got a lot better. Yeah. So... <laughs>
0: And the heat got older. They didn't get better. They actually got worse. They traded away a few, or lost, and they
1: and they lost all those pieces that got them. Well, not all of them, but a good chunk of those pieces that got them there.
0: Max Drews went to Cleveland. Gabe Vincent went to L.A. They still have Caleb Martin, right?
1: Yep, they still have Caleb Martin.
2: Okay, and uh, continuing age on Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love. Yep. Oh, whatever. Um. So Kyrie Irving. For Kyrie Irving. What happened to Kyrie Irving?
0: Uh, Kyrie Irving is now an exec at a Chinese company, which okay. I believe is Anta. Okay. Let me double check that. Yeah, Anta—it's a sneaker company. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know about Anta. Nothing they're they're not really that big they're they have some shoes, but obviously he lost the Nike contract that not that Nike replaced his shoe line with the jaw shoe line, which was hysterical oh, hindsight. like absolutely groundbreaking and then Kyrie went to Anta because they were the only ones that offered him a contract I'd presume
1: mhm
0: they're a
2: chinese based company um And, again, the only reason this is news is because
0: Kyrie prides himself as being all about freedom and, like, fighting for the people that are in the Matrix or whatever, and Anta is... A company that has been linked to systematic use of forced labor, like even more so than like all, all of the sneaker companies are. Let's not let's not sit here and pretend they're not. But Antas, supposedly one of the worst about it. Um they're cheap shoes, cheaply made. They they get the labor easier. Um
2: so it, it's just more problems for Kyrie, more bad execution of
0: media strategy from whoever is in charge of that for him because i'm sure he does but when i was reading the news article my favorite part of it because i read through the whole thing and it's just like talking about like all these investigations that have happened and like whistleblowers um the the end of the article is one of the best pieces of sports journalism I'm e- I've ever read. Are you ready for it? Yep. Can Kyrie Irving ever be held accountable to a corporate parent on the other side of the planet, a world he once declared flat?
2: <laughs> oh, 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 no. I just... <laughs> like, I I can't make the
0: chefs kiss like through a podcast, but that's what I'm doing right now. It it was
2: beautiful. Oh. Kyrie caught a stray. I mean,
0: Kyrie caught the the just straight up shot because the whole article was about him, but is he, he also caught a stray after the fact, which um was kind of funny. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about before we talked preseason. Uh, no, this isn't something I want to talk about. This is just something I found funny. So LeBron during the offseason, he's known for having teammates do stuff with him, right? Yes. Like whether it's training camps or vacations, whatever. Like he's very big on like team bonding, right? hmm So this year, the only teammate that did anything with him was Rui Hachimura. Who made a few trips to travel with LeBron on the road this off season? Not Anthony Davis. Not who else do they have? They have Russ Westbrook, don't they? They have Russ Westbrook. Yeah. No, they don't. He's not there anymore. Where'd no. he go? Off
1: Where's season. It? He's in the Clippers. He went to the. Clippers. He's on the
0: Clippers. I'm thinking the wrong L.A. team. Um.
1: You're struggling. They signed Gabe Vincent. Yeah.
0: Gabe Vincent, yeah, superstar Gabe Vincent. The point is, nobody wanted to hang out with LeBron because he's now the oldest player in the NBA, and no one wants to hang out with the old
2: guy. That's the brakes, man. It's starting to slow down. We are in the twilight
0: of LeBron's career, and that is sad.
1: How crazy is that, that LeBron is the oldest player in the NBA, and we continually argue that he's top, whatever, 5'10 in the NBA currently?
0: What we did last year let's let's hold off on it this year because last year it was an offensive show, but let's not sit here and pretend that the man's defense was still so up to actually,
1: snuff. I forgot who talked about it i don't, I don't think it was Gilbert Arenas some um it was a it was either a current or former Spencer Dinwiddie it was Spencer Dinwiddie who talked about how. LeBron plays in like a calculated way where like if you're a normal NBA player you'll you know jump as high as you can, run as fast as you can and you'll redline. LeBron plays in a way where he never redlines. He gives just the right amount of energy and he's so talented that that looks better than like people giving full effort and that's why he that's one reason why he's been able to maintain a consistent level of production and prevent being injured majorly. Oh, absolutely. Ab-
0: absolutely. Like his offensive game and still his ability to somewhat play passing lanes is still top tier. Mm-hmm. Like he still is probably the highest IQ basketball player on the planet. Yeah. Like the way that he reads a defense when he has the ball in his hands is like, it's like a quarterback. That's what you want from a point forward. Um, But let's not pretend that it's a cold calculated forward thinking maneuver when he's slowly walking back on defense (laughs) against a fast break that he could have prevented because he's just gassed. And like, that's not a slight on LeBron. He's old. He has a lot of miles on that body. Like, It's okay. (laughs) We got 20 years out of him. Like, like, it's it's okay. We just have to accept it. We don't have to sit here and pretend like he's doing that to prevent an injury. Nah, he's he's tired. He's old.
1: No, no, no. He wasn't saying like this season. He's saying over the course of his career. Like, he's done it essentially since the start.
0: Oh, yeah, but like... The man was so freakishly strong that unless your name was, like, Dwight Howard, you weren't stopping him at the rim, so the cold-calculated maneuver was just dunk on the small man. (laughs) Like, let's... He did develop a shot later in his career, to be fair to him, but it, it, it was a lot of, like, there's a lot of people smaller and weaker than LeBron in the NBA over the past 20 years. Yeah. A lot of people. Um... I still think we get another two or three years out of LeBron easily. I don't think he's the kind to retire on the high note. I think he's going to wait until there is a significant noticeable reduction in his production.
1: Do you think we'd ever see LeBron off the bench? I don't know. Because honestly, like, if he wanted to, for like he'd probably be like Tom Brady as playing into his like early to mid 40s but if he wanted to ring chase at that point I don't think anyone would front him and it would just essentially pad the stats I guess but
0: no I think that it it would be a matter of pride well one I think that if you have LeBron James just because of the name LeBron James you're you're starting him yeah, whether he's true. playing starter minutes or not doesn't matter like he's starting that game for you and then he's going to the bench early and coming off the bench from there and from a layman's point of view there's not going to be much of a difference Mm -hmm. um but in terms of minute distribution like in a six-man role because six-man doesn't necessarily mean i i'd have to i need to check this actually but six-man doesn't necessarily mean you come off the bench at the start of the game i think it's specifically how many minutes you play i think it's a you have the to play six most minutes is what you're thinking yeah i think that's what it is i have to double check that. i don't think it's six most minutes i think there's like stipulations to it okay um of course austin's not here but uh yeah i could definitely see him in that role because again you don't even like lebron five years from now it's still lebron james you're you're not Signing him to come off the bench. He's starting. He might only give you 17 minutes a game, but he's out there at the opening tip. I can't see a world in which LeBron is not on the floor off the tip-off. And that's the same for, like, a Steph Curry or...
2: any of those, like, big, big big-name players. Um... I'm trying to think of any example of like
0: a like a transcendent player like that ever coming off the
2: bench and I can't think of one. Shaq. <laughs> Shaq's a little different. Because like Shaq during like the Celtics era That's not like,
0: like LeBron is still going to be able to move. Shaq could not move. Shaq was Mm -hmm. way too slow to play in the modern NBA. And it was more like you're signing him for the locker room. And maybe that is LeBron at some point in his career. Maybe you're signing him because he's a leader. He's the guy that's going to come to the locker room and tell you what you need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. Because he's been there a lot. He's been there more than anyone in the current NBA. But I just from a I mean, pride standpoint he's been
1: there more than anyone in NBA history.
0: Fair. But I just can't see LeBron from a pride standpoint doing that. That's fair. So I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I think we've got two or three more productive years out of LeBron, which is still insane to think about. Um But maybe he'll surprise me and retire early. Because like in two K, like he retires as soon as you finish your first season in 23. hmm And that's just... I don't see that happening.
1: That's just not going to happen.
0: No. I think we get him at least until Bronny's in the league. If Bronny makes the league. And then after that, who knows. I think he'll probably retire as the oldest active player on a roster all time. I need to find out what that is, but I think...
1: No, that's, that's like Udonis Haslam.
0: How old was Ud? Like active, like I mean, participating in a game on a regular. Oh,
2: okay, okay, okay. nightly. Yeah,
0: like, that's probably true. I, I think that LeBron will be the first one because like Dirk was forty-one when he retired, right? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. So I don't know. Um. So preseason game one. You were correct. You beat Austin and I hopefully you made that little wager on 2K. Um mm.
2: So, hold on, let me pull it up because I closed it. So, preseason. Uh, I have uh, I have uh, uh, I guess
1: maybe not a suggestion, an idea maybe uh-huh. going forward. So, me and Alex, at the start of the season, we reviewed every football game. Uh huh. We found that that was too long and too tedious. The episodes were consistently over three hours, and we couldn't even get everything done. So, what we eventually went to is doing our top 10 power rankings at the end of each week. Now, I don't suggest we do this every week, but. Uh-huh. Do you think we could do our top tens like we could do even do it quarterly our top 10 at that point in the season? Power oh, absolutely. because I don't think that would be a bad idea, especially for unseasoned content.
2: No, 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 that I think that's a good idea. I'd, it's,
0: it's I'm fine with that. I think that's, I think we do it the first week and then we do it every like month. That's fine by me. All right. Um, that's a off-the-air conversation, though, because...
1: Sorry,
2: Mavericks.
0: I
1: just had it on the fly.
0: Um, so, Mavericks, Timberwolves, Timber Game problems. 1. Technically, this is the game that kicks off the 2023-2024 season. God, that feels weird to say.
1: Mavericks are already on one
0: Mavericks are 0-1. Um. So, the starting lineup for... The Mavericks was what I expected it to be. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, uh, Oliver, and Sprossford, Grant Williams, and Derek Lively. Starting lineup for the Timberwolves was Mike Conley, Nikhil, Nikhil, Alexander Walker, Jaden McDaniels, Carl Anthony Townsend, and Rudy Gobert, Um, which should be pretty close to what we see opening night. Yeah.
2: Once again,
1: it's preseason, and um, don't take too much out of this, but does it concern you at all that of the minutes that they got, Kyrie only got two points, and Lively specifically, who was the rookie they drafted, only got two points as well?
0: Not necessarily, because Lively
2: was not drafted to score. Like That's not the reason Lively's there. For me, I think the most concerning thing... From the Mavericks
0: continues to be the same thing that was my concerns last season, which is defense. their depth. Well, defense is that like that's why Lively's there. But yeah. the depth of this team is not it, it leaves a lot to be desired. When Rashawn Holmes, Maxie Cleaver, and Seth Curry are your go to guys off the bench, there's you know, questions there. And specifically as you said, defense. Um, Markeith Morris is another one. Um I thought Derek Lively looked solid. Okay. Uh Grant Williams. And there there's gonna be some adjustments there. Um Luca looked fantastic. Again, it's preseason, but it's like nothing was lost from like the off season. Like there wasn't that shaking off the rust that we are seeing with Kyrie. Like Luca just looks like Luca. Um on the other side, Carl Anthony Towns looks solid, but for me, Shake Milton. Like there was that question of who were the Timberwolves going to run at the backup guard?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shake
0: Milton are in that spot. He looks solid. He looks clean. He looks nice. Yeah. Um, Nas Reed off the bench, sixteen points. Luke Garza off
2: the bench, twelve points. I'm pretty solid. It that's pretty solid. I'm. We'll
0: we'll get into it next week when we make our way too early predictions, but I'm kind of high on the Timberwolves right now. And the preseason, but yeah, I get it. Get it's preseason, but just like looking at their roster makeup, it's a well-constructed roster with the exception of the fact that I don't think Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and Jane McDaniels is the smartest way to run your one through three. Oh, um, Ant
1: didn't even play that game.
0: No, Ant was out. Yeah. Um, Side note: LeBron will be out the first game of Lakers Warriors. (laughs) Shocker. Yeah, just saw that come through. Like as we're sitting here. Yeah. Um. Also, Matt Ryan is on the uh,
1: Timberwolves roster, so football carryover here. No, 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 no! Not football carryover. You don't remember Matt Ryan from that Lakers late season run? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm
2: <laughs> not going to talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah, but I I think, like, Shake Milton is who I'm saying, like, based on that
0: game, I think he is kind of shown he's going to be that backup guard. Jordan McLaughlin is the other guy that I think is in the running for that. Mm-hmm. and we'll kind of see the rest of preseason how it goes. Obviously, Conley, he's going to be the starter. Um, but I think there is a legitimate fight going on for that second string slot, and it's between those two guys.
2: Um, I don't know. Between the two teams, Like, it wasn't a great game. It didn't look
0: good. In any stretch of the imagination, neither team was really playing defense. There were a lot of like highlight moments, like I said, the Luca, just go watch that highlight. It was really nice. He's basically falling on his back, like backwards. like he is flat on his back, and his head is where the rim is, and he makes it. It's an and one. It's, it's, it's a nice play. It's a really athletic play. Um, overall for a first game of the preseason. Wasn't too excited.
1: Pretty solid.
0: I, it was solid, but it wasn't exciting. Like yeah, I, I, I didn't necessarily enjoy it that much. But this weekend, again, this episode will have come out by the time Warriors Lakers. No Lebron. Mavericks. No Lebron. No Lebron. But Warriors Lakers. I'm excited for the Warriors. Um.
2: Yeah, I would be too.
0: So. Before we wrap up.
2: Wait, we are already I...
1: thinking about wrapping up?
0: What? What do you want to talk about? There's not news this week. Man. What do you do? You, do, you, do you want to talk about James Harden? He finally showed up to training camp. Yeah, let's talk about James Harden. let talk about man. James Harden. Okay, we'll talk, talk about, about James Harden. Harden. So James Harden, uh, Media Day, did not show up, did not report to the 76ers facilities for
2: Media Day um showed up for team practice this morning. There you go. Do you look good? I have no idea. I the only thing I follow for James Harden is
0: whether or not he's been traded to the uh, Clippers or not yet. Uh, the hold-up is the Clippers don't want to include extra draft capital. The Sixers refuse to budge without extra draft capital. Uh, the Houston Rockets, specifically Eme Udoka has come out and said that he prefers Van Vliet to Harden, so that's why they didn't move forward with trading for Harden. <laughs> His specific words were Van Vliet is a smarter player. Um, <laughs> But... And this is a good sign. James Harden did not show up to training camp in a fat suit. So <laughs> that's maybe that's the headline. The br- that's maybe the bridges have been mended. I don't know. Tobias Harris was talking about it. I don't like, I don't have any of this pulled up because I don't like none of this matters because
2: James Harden will probably not be a 76er in two weeks' time. <laughs> So Am I, wrong? I have a question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go.
1: Which do we consider James Harden a superstar or at least a borderline Not superstar? Anymore. Star Not still? anymore. Not anymore. Okay. I do so that, that kind of invalidates. The... Which player do you think is like the worst superstar to have on your roster?
0: Worst superstar to have on your roster. Yep. Um, I mean, based on recent results, Trey Young, Trey Young. He's still a superstar, but... Like... He's an example. You cannot win on scoring alone. He's one of the best scorers in the game. And maybe it's not fair because I wouldn't say Damian Lillard is. That is
1: surprising. That's not who I thought you were going to say. Who would you say? Kawhi Leonard.
0: Why would I say Kawhi? Kawhi gives you production on both ends of the floor. So, for me, like...
1: But not, but for like 40 to 60 games a year. Right, I, I thought you said availability was the most important thing. This is just what I, I thought avail- you said. I think
0: availability is the most important thing. So, why
1: then is Kawhi not the worst superstar?
0: Because you're not asking about that. You're asking purely on talent. If I'm building a team over the next five years, I'm taking Trey over Kawhi.
2: But in terms of right now, Yeah, Trey's probably the worst top 15 player. Maybe Jalen. And the reason I say that is there was a video that
0: came out of training camp today. This man's getting paid $50 million and he can't dribble with his left hand. Correct. Like, I don't care if you're not a primary ball handler. If you are a basketball player... (laughs) You should be able to dribble with your offhand. Doesn't have to be amazing. NBA Doesn't... player. NBA player. Well, I mean, I said if you're getting paid $50 million. Oh, that's um, You should be able to dribble with both hands. Doesn't even have to be elite. I'm not expecting, like, you, you dip into your bag of trips. Tricks? Your trips? sorry,
1: rabbit tricks. trips are for kids.
0: Your bag of tricks. Left hand, hezzy. In and out. Like, I'm not expecting that. I'm saying he's standing there dribbling, and it's like he's uncomfortable just dribbling the ball up and down. Go watch it. It's sad.
1: Go watch it. It's sad.
0: It's it's depressing. Like, I've seen kids at the local rec that have better handles, and they're not getting paid $50 million a year. Um, who would you say, then, is the worst, quote-unquote, superstar player?
1: I I don't know if I'd classify Trey as a superstar.
0: You don't, but... Okay, so based on... That's a good question. It's
2: a very good question. (laughs) Julius Mm. Randle? Do you consider Julius Randle a superstar? Not really, no.
1: I think Uh... just based on the results, it might have to be Embiid. That's... Ah, no. You don't think so? No. How many superstars... How many players do you consider superstars have had deeper playoff runs than Embiid? It's a lot of them.
2: Kawhi has. LeBron has. Jokic has. Brown and Tatum have. I just... I have a hard time... I'm tr- I'm trying to think of the player
1: with who gets more hype maybe Luka? No. I'm trying to think of a player who gets that much hype but doesn't produce results as far as playoff appearances, advancements. Uh, and even th- oh, even oh, then oh, Luka oh. has a conference finals appearance under his belt where I I'm I don't think Embiid does, does he? He does not. Uh, what about Pascal Siakam? Is he a superstar? I would consider
0: him a super- Oh, Yeah, well. Oh, he's, oh, he's up there. He's up there. I don't know if he breaks top 15, but he's up there. Because his
2: best success was as a second man. Yeah, to Kawhi. Uh, Devin Booker? Has made it further than Embiid. Consistently. But he's had so much help. He has
1: had so much help. But even even with the uh, Suns
2: finals run, he was the best player. It wasn't Chris Paul. Oh, so. yeah, I'm, I'm
1: I'm struggling to think of the player who has done the most in the regular mm-hmm. season, who has the most hype, who I'd consider a superstar, who has accomplished as little as Joel Embiid has accomplished as far as postseason.
0: I think it has to, like, even if you don't consider him a superstar, I think it has to be Trey, because the general consensus is he is a superstar. He's
1: made it to a conference finals, if you, if we really want to go that route. Right,
0: right. but you're you're valuing, again, we're going back to the ring value from last year,
2: or last week. Just based on productivity, I think it has to be Trey. Okay. You say so. I don't know. That's a
0: loaded question. We'll ask Austin next week when he's on. Because mm-hmm. he'll be back next week.
2: Um, crap. There was something else I actually wanted to talk about because I was scrolling and I read it and I had saved it at one point. <laughs> 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 sorry i just i was scrolling and i i read the toronto raptors view Jakob
0: pertle as an offensive focal point and someone they can run the offense through this season <laughs> yeah
1: maybe in toronto i started having a laughing coughing fit um i mean who else is it going through scotty barnes and pascal siakam after that i, I, I don't yeah. know
0: I mean, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> uh, uh, Portland is going to be the next round of WNBA expansion, so we have... inside just throwing that out there, because that just came through. Uh, Another Western Conference team. Neato. Um, Jimmy Butler on if he's disappointed that Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday did not get traded to the Heat. No, not at all. I'm happy for both of those guys. I'm more pissed off that he went to Milwaukee as he went to Adrian Griffin's team. Everybody knows I don't like him since my Chicago days. Jimmy Butler
2: is a teenage girl. You gotta love it. Uh, Paul George <laughs> oh. says the... Oh, go ahead.
1: Let's, let's run this hypothetical real quick. Okay, let's go.
2: Hypotheticals. Love him.
1: Miami beats Milwaukee in the
2: playoffs again. What's the backlash? Uh, well, one, I don't think that
0: happens this year.
1: I don't think it, I, it. It sounds impossible, but it also sounded impossible last year. So it happens again. What's the backlash? Look. Because I think Dame gets the biggest backlash in that in that scenario.
0: Um. Well, one, I think that would be like Giannis's final straw. <laughs>
1: Giannis's final straw.
0: Yeah, I, I like. Yes, he's won with Milwaukee, which is impressive. And but I think that would be like the the nail in the coffin. Now, I I'm not gonna even indulge. Like, what would happen if the Heat? Because if the Heat beat them this year, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm out.
2: Like. You're out. Right, wait, hold on. Let me. So, if uh, at some point uh, Orlando Robinson, Haywood
0: Highsmith, and RJ Hampton <laughs> decide to suddenly shoot nine for 10 from three each in a playoff game, <laughs> you know what? Fine. I give up. I give up. Yeah, I give up. <laughs> Maybe Jamal Kane, Drew Smith. All those household names, because they'll go off, and then everyone will be like, "Ah, (laughs) Hemi." Okay, I like. No disrespect to Jimmy Butler. Like, I don't like Jimmy Butler. I respect Jimmy Butler, but I'm so sick of him getting credit for being in the right place at the right time.
1: Being in the right place at the right time—that's a
0: good way to say it. So would so let's start of last season. Would you have bet money that Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, and Max Druce were going to be key pieces on a championship
2: run? No, no, no one would. They were, but it was himming. Him. Him it he was himming. It wasn't. It was, he the was part of it, but it
0: was not him. Stop acting like he was the sole reason this team did what they did. Because it's not happening again.
2: <laughs> uh, but if it does, again. then you give up. Yeah, yeah, I give up. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Deuces. uh How Are you excited to watch the pick and roll from Dame and Giannis? It should that, be unstoppable. That's the, thing,
0: that's the thing I'm most excited for because it absolutely should be unstoppable. There's nothing you can do to stop that. The only team that might have a chance would probably be the Celtics because they have defenders that can switch
2: so well. Um, But you have to go over on any screen featuring Lillard... And Giannis is such a force of nature. I just don't know how like that they don't have to call any freaking plays. All they have to do is
0: call for the screen, run it every time. Yeah. Um here's one for you, JD Baker staff. We could easily go eleven D P eleven. Yeah. We could easily go 11 deep. The 11th guy will find his minutes throughout the bulk of the season. It's difficult to get 11 guys of consistency, a 48-minute game. But that 10-man rotation... be with whoever the 11th, 12th, or 10th guy is?
2: That's not English. I think I
0: I think Bickerstaff started to have a little stroke there.
1: I think that's uh, Bickerstaff for... We're really deep, and I kind of have... Well, it's true, but I also kind of have concerns because, especially during playoffs, you want to, you know, shrink your lineup and not expand your lineup. So, I like it in the sense that having that expanded lineup is probably going to get us to the playoffs, more, at least more likely to get into the playoffs healthy. But, at the same time, it's really more or less down to those six to eight people to get us there.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's a very front loaded team,
2: even though it does have a lot of bench rotation depth. Yeah. Um... I don't think I've got anything else. so last year during the playoffs
1: you and i both said there's an off chance that the Cavs can make a run do you still feel with the additions of the east the Cavs still have that off chance or do you think the i think the ship yes. has sailed on that
0: no i i think that their window is still very much open okay um it's still a very 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 young team I think it's the youngest team that we're actually considering a contender, unless you consider the Thunder a contender, which I think they're still probably a year away. Mm -hmm. I think to say that the Cavs is a contender is a fair claim. Will they win it? Probably not, but they're in the running. Um, And I think that that's, I, I don't think that's changed even with the East getting better because they do have, for all intents and purposes, one of the better shots at stopping Giannis, which is Evan Mobley, um, Isaac Okoro, and Jared, and Jared Allen. And Allen, Isaac Okoro, it, it, obviously not what we expected when he was drafted, but he's still a solid on-ball defender. He'll give you a, a, a he'll give you a run at Dame, um, but it, if the Cavs get hot at the right time, they absolutely could take out the Bucks. Celtics are interesting story because i think they i think the cavs match up better against the celtics than they do with the bucks. um i agree with that. outside of Ooh! that I, th- yeah, I think because i dane. think because dane those are my 1 through 3 this year and whatever order you put them in i think the bucks take one, celtics two, cavs three. but if you were to say any other order sure like i i think it's going to be a very tight eastern conference this year until you get to, like, the 7th and 8th seed, and then I think it's going to be kind of a turkey shoot for who's going to get in that last slot um, and who's going to be in the play-in. But the East just overall looks really good this year. It reminds me of, like, the 2012 Western Conference. I think all of the teams, until you get to, like, 14, 15, are legitimate playoff threats, whether or not they'll be past the first round threats is another story, but I, I think the East as a whole just looks really good this year. Because even when you're looking at like those lower-rung teams like the um, Hornets or the Magic or the Nets... The like, Heat. The Heat still have a superstar player, but...
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: Like When you're looking at those teams that were legitimate lottery teams this year, um, I think that they have the ability to maybe squeeze into that play-in spot, and I think that's good for competition in the East. Out West is going to be a lot more interesting, and we'll get into this as we get closer to the season because we'll start doing our predictions in the next two weeks. Um, but no, I'm I'm really excited as someone that lives in the Eastern Conference in the Eastern time zone, and like those are the majority of the games that I'm going to be able to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of. Really exciting things happening in the NBA this coming yeah. season.
0: Oh, this is this is gonna be a really fun season. Um, I think
1: the most pressure is on Dame and the Bucks because if they don't make if they don't make the finals, at least I think this that trade in this season is a failure.
0: I think for Dame. I don't think for the Bucks. Okay, that's because if you're right. the Bucks, you make that trade ten times out of ten.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. Like like whether it works or not like I can't hold it against him I would do that every time if I was them um for Dame especially if like one of the other teams makes it and obviously he didn't like he had a say in where he was going but he didn't have control right um so honestly now that I'm saying that like I can't hold it against him because he wasn't a free agent he didn't decide to sign with this team um So, yeah, no, for for both of them, like...
1: I think think even if that's the case for Dame, this is make it to the finals or you failed this year. And uh, it's... Because of the way it went down.
2: Yeah.
0: So. But let's say, okay, so it was between the Heat, the Bucks, and who was the Phoenix? Yes. So let's say... Heat and Phoenix get eliminated first round. Bucks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and get eliminated. Is that a failure? Yes. Even though the other teams that you would have gone to got
2: eliminated earlier? Yes, because you weren't on those other teams. I guess, but I don't know. Like, that's kind of a sunk cost thing at that point because. You made it further than the other teams, so for like the for the teams in for the teams or dame? For dame. Oh, no. Then yeah, that that's a failure. For dame? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Listen. Giannis can sing Kumbaya. But
1: it doesn't erase the fact that he was the one seed, he lost to the eight seed, and the expectation is either a deep playoff run or preferably making it to the finals. With adding Dame on top of that, if your expectations isn't finals or bust, what are you doing?
0: No, I, I get that, and I'm not disagreeing at all. Like, the expectation is finals or bust. It's championship or bust. But at the same time, like, from the Bucks' perspective, you make that trade every time, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's not a yeah, failure. Yeah, from the Bucks'
1: perspective, absolutely.
0: From Dame's perspective, who didn't have really agency because he was not a free agent, he was at the expense of what the Portland Trailblazers were willing to do.
1: Right, and he sent him to the one seed in the Eastern Conference last year. So yes, it's a failure if you don't make a deep playoff run and go to the finals.
0: But he didn't have a say is what I'm trying to say. So like, how is it a failure on his part?
2: Because even if the Bucs weren't on the list, the Bucks are still the best team and
1: roster he's ever been on.
0: Okay, so let's let me, because I think you're 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 misunderstanding what I'm saying. So, let's say he makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals and gets eliminated on the Bucks, and the Heat get eliminated in the first rounder, don't make the playoffs. That's a failure
1: for Damian Lillard.
0: Okay, so let's say let's flip the script. Let's say he went to Miami and the. Bucks get eliminated in the first round. The Heat get eliminated in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's a failure. Yes. So the only way Damian Lillard does not fail is if he wins the championship.
1: No, not wins the championship, makes it to the finals.
0: That's the only way. That's the only outcome yes. in which he doesn't fail. Yes. That's such a high standard of expectation. That's It of... is.
1: But that is the expectation but... that comes with being on a roster that is expected to compete for championships, saying you won out justifiably, and then naming finals contending teams as your preferred destinations. So yes, you should expect to make it to the finals for the first time in your career. Yes.
0: We'll see. I I think he absolutely should expect it. I Again, I I don't view it as a failure if he doesn't, because basketball is a team game. We, we, we have this conversation every other week. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, let's... Damian Lillard drops 40-10 and 10 every game in the Eastern Conference Finals and gets eliminated. Is that a failure on Damian Lillard's part? Yes. Stop
2: it. What? It's a team game, <laughs> Angelo. So, let me ask you this. What... Do we talk about when we talk about
1: MJ versus LeBron? Uh,
0: it depends on
1: it's six person. versus four.
0: Uh, so
1: it's six versus four. So, so it
0: was that for a while, and then like when it became clear that he wasn't gonna catch him in rings, it became points, but and now it's six it's versus four,
1: especially if you're on the MJ side. So LeBron. Led a series in points, rebounds, assists, and if I'm not mistaken, steals or blocks. And was considered the finals MVP. Mm -hmm. That's still a failure on LeBron's record to those defenders. So yes, it is a failure to Damian Lillard if he does not make the finals. That is the expectation.
2: Like I said, it's a team game. I can't until we see the outcome of that series, the hypothetical series,
0: you can play perfectly and your team lets you down. So I I
2: can't say just because he loses, that's a failure on his part. Is it disappointing?
0: Yes. But I wouldn't call it a failure if he does everything he can to win that game or win that series and his team lets him down that's putting too much burden on one player in a game played by and, and the playoffs rotations are eight man, nine man deep. But yeah. no, that's 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 too much on one player. And to say that that early in the season I, I, I can't get behind that. Now if he goes out and like shoots like two for thirteen, the the Angelo two K special, uh
1: When have I shot two for thirteen?
0: Two days ago three days ago right before he left for vacation actually
1: i don't know what you're talking about
0: i i'm gonna start screenshotting this shit
2: (laughs) um then yeah it's it's on him but i i can't say it's always on him um speaking of 2k stream 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 I was
1: actually wondering if we we're gonna do a bonus episode or are we gonna talk about that here. So are we pushing it back because I'm not sure when we're gonna have Austin back.
0: Oh, no. tertiary. Tertiary planning. Uh will be the eleventh. We don't have a time set in stone, but follow us on socials. I think Dylan's taking over is Dylan taking over the socials?
1: Uh, the pour into you and in Austin, yeah.
0: Okay, so Dylan's taking over the socials. So follow us on socials and you'll you'll get that answer. Um I finally got the Pro-Am team set up, so that's nice. Uh But Tertiary will say the 11th. We will update it based on Austin. Because he'll be driving back that night.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's very possible. That day. It won't be till the 12th.
0: Well, that day. So he just said it depends on how tired he is, but it's only a three-hour drive. So, okay. like...
2: Bruh, it's not that far. Um... That's all I got. So, what are your expectations for
1: For the stream?
0: Um, we're gonna play a drinking game.
1: We're gonna so I need
0: alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you all, listeners, will know the rules for the drinking game. (laughs) But the rest of the team will not. Um, Mm. Let's the only the only person that will will be Austin because Austin will be a judge for it. The rules of the game are basically, if certain criteria are met, Austin or one of us, if we notice it, will call it out. We'll have a word. We haven't decided on the word. Austin made a point that we shouldn't use the word we were thinking of using. Um, Fair. And the game is over if the players involved realize what's happening. So one of two things will happen. One, we'll get to the end of the night, and Aust- or Angelo and I
2: will be absolutely belligerent. Or they'll find out in like two minutes, and it'll be a boring. But that's the plan. And then we'll just play some 2K, have some conversations,
0: have some fun. Just our normal stuff. So basically... If you're a fan of this podcast, the idea behind this podcast came from our conversations and arguments and discussions while we are playing 2K about basketball. That's what kind of sparked this. That was the, the little ember that lit the fire. So if you like what we're doing here, and if you're at this point in this episode, you've probably been listening to us for a while. If you want to see it in its rawest form because this is we don't do like second takes we don't give pauses and breaks like we record straight through that's why you will hear pauses this episode because I had to stop to cough um that's how we do it but this is still more structured yeah. and there is a weird echo good example here of um what we do we don't Stop, we don't edit, we don't change anything. This is all raw, uncut content. But it's still structured. If you want an idea of what it originally was, like what started this, then check us out on the stream. It'll be linked in the RSS feed. So wherever you listen to us, if you go to the information for this episode, you should see it.
1: Are Um, you optimistic about how the games might go based on our most recent practices?
0: I think that this year has definitely been the best year for us. I think the game fits how we play and I think this idea because like this year is the first year we didn't try to make like symbiotic players like mm-hmm. that work together. We each just made players we wanted to make and I think that has benefited us a lot. Um so yeah, no, I, I think it'll be fun. Like regardless of the outcome of the games, I think I'll enjoy it and that's all I really care about. Is is it fun? Yes or no? And I I think it will be. I've been having a lot of fun with this two K, and I like like getting Riley involved in it. Like hmm.
2: I, I think it was fun. I think it's a good setup. Okay. What about you? You 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 pumped? You thrilled? Static. Well, pumped is debatable. We'll see. We shall. See. So, here's a question because I didn't
1: read all of the feedback on the football pod. So, I'm going to give you a chance to give it to me live. What was the feedback on the football pod? Um, so the fo- the pod football,
0: the football pod feedback I got. Um, and this is weird to kind of tie into the basketball podcast. So, and this is also something Austin and I noticed from our guest appearance is you guys start like there's a lot of steam in like the opening of the episode. And then it kind of tapers off and the, the energy doesn't stay consistent throughout of it. And that's I right. think that's something that like you specifically, because you are the host of that, you have to kind of steamroll and like make sure the energy is staying up. Because you can hear how I'm talking right now. There's a little bit of speed, a little bit of energy. Um, even this late into our episode. And I feel like in the episodes I've listened to and from the feedback is towards the end of it, Alex kind of takes over. And based on the time, because from my understanding, he records late at night because he's from Argentina? Portugal. Portugal. Same thing. It's not the same thing at all. That was horribly <laughs> offensive. Sorry. Um. So he's recording later at night, and he starts to get tired, and you can hear it. And that that's the one bit of feedback that I've gotten as a main feedback pieces that there's not a lot of energy levels in it compared to this because in this like we're constantly going at each other we're constantly like back and forth back and forth back and forth whereas in that it's like you each say your piece and like that's it like there's not really debate on it whereas here like we're talking about dame lillard <laughs> like two weeks in a row now um that that would be the biggest piece of feedback I've gotten on it um is just the energy. Like everyone says the knowledge is there, it's great, like very understanding like from a football standpoint, but from a f- podcast standpoint gotta gotta pump those numbers up the like do some shots of
2: espresso right before you start recording. There you go. As as, as the need.
1: Um, so a tweet just came through. Apparently this was Damian Lillard on the new Dame Giannis duo. And he posed the question
2: of, are you going to clog up the paint or are you going to allow me to take nine threes a game? Sorry, repeat that. Are you going to clog the paint to stop Giannis?
1: Or are you going to stop me from taking nine threes a game? Because you can't do both.
0: Uh, There's some teams that can do both.
2: But then you also have Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. So like, yeah. Uh, I'm
1: like the confidence. Honestly,
0: I'm going to try to stop him taking threes because I'll give twos over threes more than. That's fair. Yeah.
1: Especially Giannis. There's no one that can really. Yeah, well, you, I, I, I'm not going to say no one, but there there are very many players who can stop Giannis when you know, he's going the,
0: downhill. It, it's like long, young LeBron. You don't plan to stop him. You plan to slow him. That's your only
1: Yeah. Way.
2: Yeah. Because I think LeBron's worst game. What was LeBron's worst scoring game? In the playoffs? In general. He's had a few duds.
0: Lowest scoring games by LeBron James. Uh, so he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games where he didn't score ten points. Yep. There like,
1: go. That's some duds.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's but eight it,
1: games over twenty
0: years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because <laughs> yeah, he has quite a few games where he only scored ten, but that's still double digit scoring, and <laughs> and in in those games he like. One of them, he played 17 minutes, 11 minutes, 11 minutes. Like, you don't stop LeBron James. You slow him, and that's kind of the hope with Giannis. So, mm, yeah. it is what it is. Um, Got anything else? No, nah, I'm good. All right. Hey, guys, if you've listened this far, go ahead and follow us if you haven't already. Like, comment, subscribe, do all the fun stuff. Ring the bell for notifications. Help us with the algorithm. It is improving, but there's still a lot of people that listen to us week over week that are not subscribers, which is interesting to me. Um, so, if you're listening to this and you listen to us regularly do that, it helps us a lot. Check out Angelo and Alex over on the No Reserves Football Podcast Tuesday, Thursday. I You'd think I would know this for sure every week, but I don't.
1: Honestly, but- it's been changing, especially with Alex's busy schedule, but... Thursday is for sure, and then Tuesday is subjective. So sometimes we do Tuesday, sometimes we do Wednesday. But Thursday is always for sure. As we
0: get into the regular season for the NBA, we might pick up a little bit on the basketball podcast, just at least to start the season, kick it off, because there's going to be a lot of information over those first few weeks. Of course. Um, But we'll, we'll keep you updated on that as we get closer and closer. We'll still stick to Sundays, but we might add another day just to
1: I kind of like Wednesdays for the football one anyway, because then all the games have been played and we can actually get a real good review and, or, a good top 10 because all the teams have been played.
0: So thanks for joining us tonight. Like I said, follow us on the socials. Dylan's going to take over. You'll get more information there. Like the week we missed an episode because we were all sick. Um, Next week we'll be back full strength. Austin will be back and maybe we'll have a guest host because maybe someone will actually do what they said they're going to do
2: um we'll see um that's all i got thanks for joining us see you guys next week